tuned in to the Selector Podcast. The best bits from the Selector brought to you by the British Council. Hey, this is Goldie Rocks on the Selector Podcast brought to you by the British Council. Uh, I've got a great podcast for you today. We've got more of my interview with Misty Miller from her Amped Crip session. And I've got a live track by Scrimshire that I kept back from the main selector show. Plus, I'll be telling you my top three summer tunes. You are listening to The Selector Podcast. The best bits from The Selector. Brought to you by the British Council. But let's start off with a live track from Jack Cheshire. Now, Jack is a British singer-songwriter from Bath in Somerset. Uh, went up to Liverpool to study at the Amazing Lippa for a wee bit, but now he's based in London. His third album, Long Mind Hotel, is out soon and was recorded in Cornwall. He's an interesting artist, kind of combines elements of folk, little bits of psychedelica and almost elements of jazz as well. Uh, This is Jack Cheshire with Daily Races, recorded exclusively for The Selector. One, two, three, four. Races in the early morning Waited for the passing feeling As the bodies wandered by Side by side to the graveyard Restless With the birds like ghosts arising For the horizon Hide out in the tall green grass When the bells are chiming at the station Feet that walked for miles and miles Lights that danced on the river Past the bars underneath the awning Down the straits with the sea mouth yawning Little boats on the troubled minds Everybody has their pride Thank you. 
that was Jack Cheshire with Daily Races live in session for The Selector. Uh, you can hear more live tracks from Jack's Selector session on our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com forward slash British Council. And uh, all the photos from that session are on our Facebook page as well, so take a look, facebook.com forward slash selectorradio.britishcouncil. I'm Goldie Rocks and this is the Selector Podcast. Keep listening for another live session track coming up from Scrimshire. Now, we were so chuffed to have Misty Miller come in for an amped session at the Crypt Studios in North London this summer. She's an amazing artist, really young, uh, really spunky, kind of makes garage rock. Um, very cool, very self-assured for someone so young, kind of reminds me of Patti Smith in a way. Now, I hope you've seen the video of her live session track uh, next to you on our website. It's definitely worth a look. Just go to selector-radio.com and click through to the video page. We chatted for quite a while. It didn't all make it into the video, so here's more from our conversation. Today I'm joined at Amped with Misty Miller. Hello. Hello. How are you? How was your session? Enjoy it? It was good, yeah, we had fun, didn't we? So let's start from the beginning. You're quite young, but you've been recording for a long time and writing for a long time. I started writing when I was like 14, 13, and then did the first album when I was 15. And then since then I started playing guitar and I'm now 19 and ready to record the next album with these guys. You started with ukulele, right? Yeah. How did how did that come out? Why the my why dad the got it for me, and I was I, mean, I didn't actually know what ukulele was, so it's not like I thought, oh, I'm gonna play the ukulele. That's gonna be a great idea. I just it was just in my room, and so I wanted to write songs, and so I just used it as a tool just to write songs, really. And then I moved on to the guitar quite quickly after recording the first album. Why? What do you do to that? Just easy. I just didn't really classic. like the ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> I, but it's true. Like I was recording the album, and I realised I didn't really like it, but it didn't matter because it was gonna be released, and it wasn't gonna be big, and it was gonna be fine. And, um, and yeah, I don't know, it just, I just don't really like the sound of it. And on the guitar, the kind of music I started writing was on guitar and it sounded better, it was kind of bluesier and you can't really make that sound good on the ukulele. <laughs> Anti-ukulele. Like they don't like it. <laughs> it's not very good. Growing up in such an artistic family, do you think that's really sort of influenced the genre of music that you're making? Um, it's, um, I don't know, it's just kind of natural. I think it's gotten me used to the kind of characters you meet in the industry and just being comfortable in studios or at gigs or on tour or whatever. But I think it was loads of things that inspired the music I'm making. Not, not really my family so much, more the people I'm with and my friends. In what way, what they like? Describe your... Uh, uh, well, Dan's in another band. I met you through just playing in South London. And so I think just playing lots of different gigs and I met Jack through Dan. And I think just like, uh, I left college and I sort of the only people I was hanging out with were musicians. And I was like, and I sort of realised they were doing what they were enjoying. At the time I was doing stuff I wasn't really enjoying. So it made me realise I don't care, I'll do what I want. Which was difficult with the label at first, mm-hmm. but it's about you know, a year and a half later it's worked out for me, so. Mm-hmm. The way your songs are in sort of like style and energy, it's almost like you take on a different character in some ways. Would you say that's so? so? Is there a sort of element of role play and like the sounds that you're making? I don't know. I, I, there's a part of it which is a little part of storytelling. Like for example, there's a song called Lonesome Cowboy, and I was it was just at a time when You're I was not a cowboy. and I'm not a cowboy, <laughs> am I? No. But I was obs- but I was obsessed with like cowboys and like natural born killers and that whole thing. So I just wanted to write a song like that. But you know, most of the lyrics actually in the verse of that song are quite autobiographical in a way. But it's kind of the delivery I think that makes it seem like a different character. But I do write kind of from experience. 
Mm. Yeah. So lyrically, it's personal, but maybe sounds because like there's elements of sort of like real sort of bluesy root sounds. I think yeah. in some of the music. I just I just love I just get a kick out of playing that kind of music. You know, I, I, when I started gigging, I realised how I want to perform, and I see us as a live band. I don't sort of see it as we write a song and then it takes ages to figure out how it sounds live. So it's just kind of what feels good and bluesy kind of stuff like that and kind of garagey stuff feels good to me and it works with us playing together. So um, you were saying, you know, that you consider yourself very much a, a live band. You've been touring obviously with Tom Adele and Jack Buck. How was that? Um, <laughs> it was fun for us, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun. It was good to play every night and be on the road and be away from you know, Megadomes. and playing yeah. megadromes, yeah, yeah, we were playing in some yeah. big crowds. Really, like really big venues. Because we were used to playing, like we, the most, the venue we played most in was the Windmill in Brixton, which is, we love that venue, but you know, it's it's not to like 2,000 people. Mm. So it was pretty cool, I think, for us as a band to hear our sound played like that through big speakers in front of those people. I think that was the best thing, mm. I don't know, personally yeah, for me, fun, yeah. that came out of doing tours with them. And how did um, how did it go down? Were the crowds really receptive? Or? Yeah, there was one so gig, worse, wasn't there? The further up north we got, <laughs> yeah, they didn't the like less us. They cared. <laughs> there yeah. was one gig in Leicester where they just sort of didn't clap, didn't they? But it was good. No, no, the reception was good, and we got a lot. You know, I've sort of we've recently got onto like Twitter and all that jazz, and so we'd do that afterwards and look at it. It was nice. No, I thought the reception was good, considering it was better with Jake Bug because that his audience was more receptive to mm. our kind of music, but. Tom Riddell's was still fine as well. And do you think there's a certain, I don't know, pressure or expectation on a female-fronted act? Do you feel that at all or is that just not relevant? In to how be honest with you, I actually feel that at all. Like, a lot of people ask me and I sort of think I can't sort of clear out so to be honest. Like I actually, I just don't even think about it. To mm. me, it's just natural. Like, I don't, you know, for everyone else it's great. I think I do, the one thing I do think is, is that I didn't, one thing I made sure is I didn't just want to be like another kind of girl like with an acoustic guitar and that's what my label really wanted to kind of put me in and the whole folky scene and I, yeah that whole Laura Marling kind of like all that which I was never into mm -hmm. and so I did, I guess I, not kind of too like actively but I did make sure I just wasn't categorised as that because it's not what I do mm -hmm. at all and I think there needs to be some girl kind of doing this but I don't like that's not sort of what drives me mm. but it is something that would be good I guess. Do you think your fans respond to it maybe you don't you know set um, out that vision but do you think maybe, are there a lot yeah. of girls a lot of your fans girls are they? I don't really know I think a lot because a lot of my fans at the beginning um, it was took a while for them to get used to the new sound and actually a lot of the fans that I sort of hear from now are kind of people that are new and have, have come onto the new sound and I think they kind of get it a lot more, but the old fans obviously are still really supportive and good, and they always want to know what's coming out. The one, you know, I don't have a massive fan base, but the ones that do are supportive. But I don't know if they're many girls or guys. I remember once I went, they were like my label showed me some demographic, and it was like really young girls and just really old men that like my so music. Good. <laughs> yeah. So where did they get this girl from? I want to know. know. Like, hashtag extra bouncy. I got a tweet from this guy like, are you wearing a bra? Hashtag extra bouncy. <laughs> After a gig. Some dirty man. Yeah. Horrible. No. What did you tweet you know, back? 
I can't remember. I think I was famous. Extra saggy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, now, with fashion, obviously your music was used at the opening of the Burberry London Fashion Week show. Was that a conscious collaboration or did they just do that? Well, it was a cover. It wasn't actually my song. Mm. So I felt more all right with it. But, you know, Burberry have been really supportive. And to be honest, that video for Burberry Acoustic, which was like three years ago now, was probably what got me you know, the, all those views and got me kind of a, a record deal in a way. So that they've always been really supportive and I've always gone to the shows. That's kind of the only fashion show I go to and it's mainly because the Burberry family are just so nice. But that song itself, um, they just asked me to sing that one and I did it. But I didn't like consciously choose the song and like, you know, work to get it there. It was just because they're, they're really supportive and so if they need someone to sing a song, they'll think, who do we know and like? And they thought of me, so it was nice. Awesome. Well, um, Mr. Miller, thank you very much. Sure. Finally, anywhere in the world, if you could play live, where would you play? I'd like to go to Mexico, so that is my answer. Wicked. Ibira FM, Mr. Miller would like to go to Mexico. Yeah. Bring her. <laughs> thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks. That was Misty Miller at the Crypt Studios. Be sure to watch the video of her live session track next to you on our website. You can also hear two more session tracks that she recorded exclusively for the show. Uh, just go to our website, selector-radio.com and click through to the archive. You are tuned in to the Selector Podcast. Brought to you by the British Council. British Hey, this is Goldie Rocks on the Selector Podcast. Now, I've been to some brilliant festivals so far this summer, touring non-stop. It's been pretty hectic. Seen some amazing live music. Been another really great year for British art. Uh, so, my top tunes of the summer, the ones that I've been really loving, I reckon at number three, it's Yasmin and Drums of Death with True. A brilliant summery garage tune. So sexy, so cool, perfect for every weekend. Number two, it is Catfish and the Bottlemen with Rango. Fantastic band. Saw them perform at Wakestock in North Wales. Really raw, really cool. Indie Rocket is best. Probably the best live band I've seen in Yonks. And at number one, it is Jack and Breach. Probably the biggest dance floor tune of the summer. And yeah, it was made in the UK. I want your body, everybody wants your body, so let's check. Let's check. I want your body, everybody wants your body, so let's check. Come on, let's check. Let us know which tunes have been your top summer hits this year via Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash Selector Radio. You're listening to the Selector Podcast. 
Hey, this is Goldie Rocks on the Selector Podcast. Right, now I'd like to play you a live track now from Scrimshaw. He's just released his third album, Bite, which he produced himself, and he's influenced by jazz, funk and soul, and also helped run the Wawa 45s label. Here he is live in session with Convergent. with his live track Convergent recorded exclusively for The Selector and you can hear more live tracks from his Selector session on our SoundCloud page. We also have a video of him playing live on our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash selectradio.britishcouncil You're listening to The Selector Podcast 
So that is all from us. Remember, you can listen to the full show on selector-radio.com and tell us what you think. Twitter.com forward slash Selector Radio. I've been Goldie Rocks. Hope to catch you soon for the next Selector podcast. Selector.